Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Indian Art Podcast where we interview some of India's next best analytical and creative minds who are not only revolutionizing their own field but at the same time transforming India's ecosystem one step at a time. Our guest for the day's story starts out quite similar to that of the majority of Indians. They decided to become an engineer at the age of 15 and upon graduating from college started work at a MNC with the hope of later studying an MBA and joining another MNC. However, where our speaker's story diverges from the traditional path is perhaps one of the most interesting stories I have ever heard. Today we have with us Mr. Vikram Aditya Singh, the co-founder of Mancha Media. Let's just jump right into the conversation. Hi Vikram, how are you? Hey Gautam, congratulations on the show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh there's a slight correction there. I did not decide to be an engineer at age 15. I decided to be an engineer the day I went to engineering college, not before that. I had no idea I was going to be an engineer or I wanted to be an engineer. So was this your decision or your parents? Both, both. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, like let's just go with mutual. <laughs> <laughs> let's go with mutual, more my parents, but I saw I saw the benefits. Yeah. Right. And I'm glad I did it at the end of the day. So how was college? College was interesting. I did electronics and communication um because I felt in the 11th and 12th in physics that's the sort of interest area I developed. Right. But obviously as most things do turned out to be completely the opposite of what I expected. It was pretty tough. Uh, I went to Chennai. I went to SRM University, so that was sort of a social cultural shock for me, uh, having been born and raised in Delhi. But it was pretty interesting. The one thing that I keep telling other people is that, uh, regardless of whether you're in the field or not professionally, the the one thing that engineering teaches you is a certain mindset, which is uh, very tough to sort of get if you do arts or or something else, right? So I think that's one thing I'm very grateful of, like this analytical mindset approach to things, which helps with everyday life. Uh, guys, just a quick reminder. I'm from an arts background, and whatever is just said right <laughs> now does not make sense at all. Okay, so you can completely ignore this. We'll probably delete it. So right. that's fantastic. I mean, you're someone who actually has valuable insights from doing an engineering degree. Majority of my friends just don't. They're like, "Yeah, my engineering degree was a complete blur." And I, I was, I was the same opinion till about two, three years back. Um, right. It's only someone else when they said it to me, and then I kind of absorbed it over some period of time when I truly realized it. So I'm assuming that's what your friends are going through as well. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So that's fantastic. Uh so right out of college you joined Airtel, right? And yep. you started working at Airtel yes. and so was working with an MNC your prime drive towards entrepreneurship that you realized that you want to do more meaningful work or was it something that you wanted to pursue ever since you were a kid? Uh no, definitely not ever since I was a kid. I actually went to engineering college not knowing too much about startups. I completed my engineering without still not knowing too much about the startup scene because in Bangalore at the time is when it was kind of like picking up um i worked at airtel because i thought naturally after what i studied that would be the best application of what i studied and that like you said was a big driver in terms of uh, me first realizing that this traditional corporate mnc type of a job role is not suited for me and then once i started exploring the options and then talking to people is when i realized that you know startups are a thing and this 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 ecosystem is actually valuable and it interested me and that's when i dove in fantastic so ever since then you've been associated with somewhere close to four entrepreneurial ventures right before kick starting mancha media back in 2014 so tell us about your journey like right out right after airtel from being a standard textbook engineer who joined a mnc like i previously mentioned to now being in indian art Um so I had another job after Airtel which was more along the lines of what I had studied it was electronical equipment manufacturing a firm there and uh, after that yeah so I joined a startup I joined a startup where another friend was working it was basically a 
a drag and drop website editor tool like Wix or Weebly, um, but Indian based. So I, I was there for about a year and a half, and then we were doing a lot of interesting stuff there. And I left that to start my first venture, which was back in 2014, and that one was called Parkify. So uh, think like a search and booking engine for parking spots. Oh, okay. And that, that's, that's a space that's really hot right now. Uh, Park Plus, another startup, just raised a lot of money. I recently heard. So I, I use the excuse of we were too soon a lot <laughs> when it comes to Parkify. And uh, post-Parkify is when I worked with another startup. It, it was a creative agency. It's still running Lazy at Design. Still friends with those guys. And post-Lazy at Design is when uh, Vidur, who's the other co-founder for Muncher, both of us got together. We've been s- school friends. Oh, and uh, podcast was a common interest area. And we thought that that's, that's an interesting space to work towards in India. So that's when we started Muncher in late 2017. So tell us about Muncher Media. So Muncher Media is a digital content media house, uh, right? And uh, the idea is to create digital content or help and enable other people to create digital content. And the approach was audio first and then within audio was podcast specifically. So that's how we started. Uh, Vidur and I started by starting our own podcast. We thought that uh, just trial and error is the best way to learn. And that podcast was Film Feud and it's still alive today. It's it's one of our better performing podcasts. Vidur and I hosted ourselves. We have a lot of fun doing it. So we started pod, we started Film Feud to sort of understand the nuances that come along with podcasting and you know everything about it, marketing it, distributing it, um, just recording it, all the editing, all of that stuff. So that's when Muncher Media came into existence and the idea was always to just help the podcast ecosystem in India grow uh, by one way or another. And uh, how we do that is work with collaborators, work with creators like yourself, help them start their own show, have other people start shows who want to be a part of the Muncher Media family as well. And uh, pretty soon on, we realized that video is another thing that we're interested in. So that's when we ended up uh, foring into YouTube as well. And I think we have, I know we have two YouTube channels right now. And one's movies focused and one's focused on Muncher podcasts. So converting podcasts to a video friendly format. Right. And your uh, one of your most successful podcasts, right? Uh, the Pursuit of Wellness. That forayed into the video space recently, right? With your season two. And so yes. tell us about that. Tell us how the transition from audio to video, like how was the entire experience? And more than that, uh, do you think that uh, India, Indian population's appetite for a video, video-based video content platform is more as compared to that of an audio podcast? Um. So the Pursuit of Wellness was the first video podcast that we had. We started that with the season two of that show. Um, to the point about video versus audio from an Indian ecosystem, I would actually say no. Uh, people in India are very used to audio content, but they're not used to podcasts. Podcast is a new medium for them. It's a new format. They're, they're pretty alien to it. But audio content consumption has always been at an all-time high. Radios and stories and all of that stuff, right? So I'm pretty confident that in another year or so, podcasts as the audio, as, as the go-to audio format will pick up because um, just, you know, the geo effect, all these tier two, tier three people have internet access now, have cheap smartphone access as well. So they're willing to consume content, digital content. So radio cannot serve the purpose there. So I'm pretty sure podcasts will end up sort of filling in that gap. Um, video has always been at, Indians love video and with the advent of Bollywood and TV shows and you know the Ekta Kapoor's and stuff like that <laughs> we know that video is big and with YouTube as well you can you can see for the past three four years that YouTube trends in India are very geared towards high growth high volume 
and a lot of Indian creators creating content in regional languages or Hindi are actually doing much better than general perceived YouTube content in general. So I, I, I think there's, there's good score for both. There's, there's a space for both and there's an appetite for both. Right. You're absolutely correct over here. But at the same time, when it comes to long form content, right, which makes up a majority of the podcast, right, more than the 20 minute mark that is, do you feel like an audio only content is something that Indians are slowly adapting to? Or is it something that they're more comfortable seeing in a video format? For example, we see interviews which happen on news styles. Those are something people are quite familiar with, quite used to, right? As compared to just hearing an audio about the interview. Is that something the Indian markets are slowly adapting to? I mean, will we see a similar trend that has occurred in the US where such where uh, long form interview experiences only in audio are, are quite popular? I would want to say yes. Uh, unfortunately, the sample size is too small to sort of pick apart and find indicators to go either direction of the argument, right? But what's uh, what's always the case, especially with India, is that whenever something new is introduced, especially in regards to content, it's always the bite-sized stuff that sort of gets people in. And you mean, then you mean TikTok, right? <laughs> even even YouTube, you know, you you'd right. see that uh, the five to seven minute videos will be performing much more much better than the twenty or twenty plus minute videos. And it's the same case with podcasts right now, just because it's so new. So the idea is to get more people in have them mature as audiences. And as they mature, they're more and more willing to consume longer, longer pieces of content. So given that trend, regardless of what's happening in the States, because it's almost always very different in terms of what unfolds in India. So given that trend in general content consumption, I would safely say that, yeah, in a year or two years, long form interview content over audio would, would work as well. Uh, so while we are on the topic of podcasts, I remember following CES 2020 closely and there was this panel from Spotify where the VP at Spotify for global ad sales, Lee Brown, came and he said, and I quote, there's no medium like podcasts, right? So what are your views on that? I mean, I understand you you have mentioned your views on podcasts and everything, but I just want to understand from an advertising perspective, is podcasting the right place to enter in this stage as compared to videos or as compared to your traditional mass marketing features? Advertising within podcasts has, uh, has a place, of course, but I actually think what he truly meant was uh, from the point of view of content consumption. There is nothing like podcasts out there. And uh, this is not like a toot my own horn situation. I actually listen to a lot of podcasts daily, yeah. right? And, we all do. <laughs> and it's, I, I, I could see an, a, a, a sort of distribution between how much time I spend listening to music versus how much time I listen to podcasts. And it was 80-20 when I began listening to podcasts. And now I barely listen to music. Yeah. I force myself to listen to music yeah. because I haven't. And that's purely because of how... Um, how the medium is and how you react to that medium. So it's very immersive, it's in your ear, and especially when you like a podcast, you end up building this subconscious relationship with the host. So whatever the host says, you either have a divisive opinion on it or you like it. So the way to consume that sort of content is, I, I feel like, pretty um, very immersive and you absorb way more than watching a video or watching TV or movie or something like that. And also the ease of access to consuming that content. So you can do it while you drive, you can do it while you're on a run. So all of that stuff just coming together, I think the the dissemination of information via podcast has the highest absorption capabilities whenever someone is listening to it, as opposed to if I see that same information over a video or I read it in a written word piece. So I completely agree with the sentiment. 
in terms of advertising as well um india there's not enough data but uh, there have been so many studies done by like a nielsen or something like that in the states where they've pinpointed where advertisers is roi on uh, advertising on a podcast versus advertising on a video is so much higher because a the cost is lower but also because of the point about building a relationship with the host a listener building a relationship with the host right, right. whenever Makes they sense. whenever they do a host ad campaign i would i would more likely click on that product as opposed to seeing a generic ad on tv so the advertising efficacy is so much higher on in podcast as opposed to video or written word that it's just a no brainer for advertisers to come on so uh, just as a small example if i have a podcast that focuses on running and that podcast only has 5000 active listeners but those 5000 guys are active runners so for a nike to come and advertise over there to those 5000 people who dry- directly translate to its tg as opposed to doing a, a facebook campaign for example where they're just casting a wide net and hoping to get 5000 from a million they reach or 100000 they reach they're just spending so much lesser here and the the audience is direct, directly translating to their target audience and sales etc so that's why advertising is huge in the states right you mentioned spotify spotify had a big year last year they they did about two three acquisitions in the podcasting space and they just came out with the news uh, a week or so ago about acquiring one of my favorite podcast networks it's called the ringer it's purely focused on sports and pop culture and within sports it's very heavy into basketball that's my favorite sport so those guys did bought the ringer as well ringer is like touted as the new new wave espn of the modern world essentially because they have a publication they have like 30 podcasts and and stuff like that so spotify is going big rightly so and uh, i like the direction they're taking because they have to surpass the the incumbents who sadly are asleep i feel like <laughs> so uh, overall podcasting i agree with the sentiment there's no medium like it for advertisers as well as consumers right, right. makes sense uh while we are on the topic of spotify uh spotify last year required gimlet media right yeah. so i follow a couple of podcasts which gimlet media produces and i think that was a brilliant move right yeah. i mean if you look at it from a perspective they're like showing up content like original content which can in the future become exclusive to them right 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 so do do you see a lot of mergers and acquisitions happening in the space in the future do you see that affecting the indian ecospace as well because in india there there aren't many original content creators i mean savan has a couple savan has a couple of exclusive shows but do you see that trend happening in india as well because spotify and amazon music and savan or gana they're also like they also have podcast facilities now and more than that they also do want original content right so do you right. think that trend falling in do you see that trend falling in india as well as well as and do you see that trend expanding even more in the us uh expanding more in the us yeah uh definitely because it all just kick started with luminary last year so luminary became the first sort of power move to right. to to move away from how generally podcasts have functioned right it it put everything behind a paywall and it tried to sort of earn money via that route as opposed to advertising traditional revenue generation in podcasts So because of that all of these sort of uh, dominoes started falling and 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 the Spotify's did the Gimlets and now the Ringers and uh, also tech acquisitions like uh, uh, Anchor as well you know so a lot of people host their podcasts on Anchor right. so all of that I gets do. absorbed you do as well right <laughs> so you, you that that gets absorbed into Spotify's inventory too uh, as 
about India, I don't think so right now because there are no gimlets and ringers and all in India right now because the ecosystem is not mature. It's not developed. Everything is so nascent. Even a Mancha Media, right? We have a few podcasts. There's IBM podcast in Bombay. They have a lot of shows. Right, right. IBM. But does. that's the only sort of example that could do that. Makes sense. So, Makes sense. so as to that trend unfolding in India right now, definitely not. But in the future, maybe it's just India's like in a very wild west sort of situation when it comes to podcasting. So it's taking a very different approach. Um, so it's very tough to say what actually will happen. A lot of the Savans and the Ghanas of the world are in the market for acquiring shows as opposed to acquiring media houses, media houses. right? So so if that direction matures, then it takes it into a completely different uh, direction as opposed to how it's panned out in the States. So like I said, because India is so unique and uh, uh, podcasting is now sort of hitting its stride in India, after everything that's happened in the States, it might not be a like-for-like like sort of uh, unfolding or patterns that, that pop up in India. Right, right. Makes sense. Uh, so you spoke about basketball, right? Yeah. So I just want to like circle around that. Okay. What's up with the Bucks? <laughs> uh, like, Bucks have the... Giannis is they really have the, killing it. They have the, the, uh, a true specimen, a human specimen right. on their team. And... Uh, Okay, what? quick question. Yeah. Can you pronounce his surname properly? Yanis Antentacumpo. Can you repeat that? Antentacumpo. <laughs> okay, now you can continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just proved prove that your, I watch basketball. Yeah, you proved your legitimacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, um, uh, I love that we talk about this, by the way. Right. So he, uh, God-given athletic abilities, right. plus drive and determination. That guy is like the first on the court, last to leave. And you can see that in terms of his leveling up season over season. So like four seasons ago, Giannis was, oh, this kid can be good. Right. And now it's like, how do we stop that guy? Right. And because basketball has matured, especially in the NBA, it's matured to a sport which is much more faster than it used to be. A lot more three-point shots and stuff like that. So right. these the the people like Giannis and all the tall guys were sort of getting pushed to the uh, pushed to the side. But then people like Giannis are also so driven that they've developed their own three-point shot. So I now, mean, but this trend, the the tall guy is getting pushed out of yeah, the picture. Yeah. This started with Steph Curry, right? I mean, he Steph would Curry be one changed, of the ori- ori- he originators. He is the original. Yeah. The original. No, no, n- there's no other argument there. Right. I mean, there were precursors. There was a Steve Nash Phoenix Sun scene right, in right, the right. first decade of 2000s, which kind of did that, but they didn't take as many three-pointers. Right. But Steph Curry, and because of that, James Harden and the right, Damian Lillard, right, right. now everyone takes a three. To the point, to the extent that the uh, the NBA All-Star game, uh, it has a three-point shootout, right? right. Uh, right. So the three-point shootout this year is going to have a special shot, which is going to be six feet away from the three-point line, okay. like a deep three. Oh, so you okay. get like two points for that. Oh, that's amazing. The, okay. But that just shows like where basketball is right. going to, right? Where and it's progressing. There right? are like, the, uh, here are a lot of rumors about, oh, let's make a four-point shot. Like, let's go oh, as yeah. deep as possible. Right. That's going to ruin it. Right. That's going to be pushing it too far. But like the, the players like Giannis who know they have to adapt, are adapting. There are a lot of big right, men, seven-foot right. guys who are taking three-pointers now as well. Right, right, right. So it's, it's a fun time to be a basketball right. fan. But my God, LeBron James does not take as many three-pointers as he should. Because <laughs> he can't. He's kind of old, but because he's such a genius player, he's right. tweaked his game. He knows 
yeah <laughs> he knows what what he what his team needs he has a he has a massive support pillar in terms of anthony davis and that right team. right so he knows now he's supposed I mean, to be the assist you look guy. at you look at last year's lakers and you look at this you year's see lakers, the difference I mean, right just one major player, difference one player and that's pretty much it right plus there's no more lonzo wall so that helps <laughs> that helps and then that's actually that's surprising right you add one player and you let go of like four and they your let team, go of three, right? They let go of four and like a couple of picks. Right. They literally sold like right. whatever they could. Right, they right, sold right. for Anthony Davis, and <laughs> you see the difference. And right. uh, James, being James, because he's he's a legend, he knows what he needs to do with the team. Right. So now he's an assist guy, right? And he'll take the assist title, right? So whenever I'm watching NBA videos on YouTube, I see so much hate against James's play, right? Because mm-hmm. whenever James is sitting out of the court, like he's sitting on the bench, yeah, you see like a massive uptake in points against Lakers, right? So people just outright blame it on no, th- people just already blame it on James that right because the way he plays his game and the way the team trains it just sent our centers around him which is like one criticism we hear a lot about LeBron James mm-hmm. but I don't think it's true but it's look just the guy made eight finals in Asia right, so he did. no matter what you say it right. works whatever he does Makes works sense. I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan I don't think he's the best player in the NBA right now uh, but you can't credit where it's due right, right. makes sense and another guy who was expected like who was expected to make big moves this year but sadly due to an injury he wasn't able to but now he's back Zion Williamson right yeah so the new Pelicans team just looks like the last year's NBA team plus they added Zion Williamson right uh they added Zion and all those guys who came from the Lakers right they're kind of more settled in and they Definitely. added a few other pieces so like they the problem with the Pelicans team last year was there were no veterans in the squad yeah, they so weren't. so the the guy who had the most experience had like seven years seven Makes seasons sense. in Makes sense. And that within the locker room is a big sort of drawback. Right. So now they've right. added uh, a few veterans like JJ Redick and right, stuff like right, that. Right. So that combined with Zion finally coming back, I, you can see the difference in the team now. Right. And Zion's a beast, dude. So, so I was so I was really fun. excited about Bucks versus Pelicans. I think it happened a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that game. Yeah. I mean, it was so fun to watch. I mean, yeah. sadly, the Pelicans lost. Because, uh, no, uh, the... Uh, Giannis and the Bucks are on a historic run right now. Right. They've, they've gone like 30 games unbeaten or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think the lo- number I last remember is 41-7, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's even more than 41. They're the best record in the right. NBA. Best. So that, that that goes to show how good that team is. So right. obviously a newly integrated Zion can't right. do much damage, right. but you sh- you saw flashes in that game. Right, right. right. There's, there's I a did. lot to I come. Did. I yeah. did. So I remember Zion blocking one shot from Giannis. I went like the stands. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that was just really crazy. I'm excited, man. I'm excited I'm, I'm I'm actually excited. Yeah. I'm excited about this season of NBA, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So let's I I hope Lakers win. <laughs> right? Really? Right. So I'm not a, I'm I'm just a LeBron James fan. So I was a, I have been a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I've been Oh, a, you're, you're a traveling LeBron yeah, fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm a traveling <laughs> you're LeBron a Miami fan. Heat fan yeah, I was I was okay. there. <laughs> you know, a friendly wager. I think the Clippers will be the Lakers if they do get get on a head to head. Right. Right. I think the Clippers are coming out on top in that conference. So either Let's they see. go through Lakers or Lakers lose somewhere else. Right. I feel like it's Clippers is thing. So Lakers is doing the best right now, right? Thirty-seven, eleven. Last I remember. Yeah, but they, uh, both times they faced the Clippers, they got right. Booked. So right. and the Clippers are because Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, yeah. they do a lot of load management and stuff. Yeah. They're not going all like guns blazing. And come playoff time, Kawhi Leonard becomes a different <laughs> player, man. So uh, it's, it'll be tough. I, I'll take that bet. <laughs> done, done. <laughs> Okay, so let's just jump back to Mancha media. Oh, I is that what I we're talking th- about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I think, okay. I think, like you had previously mentioned, Mancha also specializes in producing and providing full services towards enabling aspiring podcasters, yeah. right? My question for you is that 
what's what advice do you have for aspiring podcasters right i right. mean because this space is not easy to get into because there aren't there aren't that many indian examples right mm-hmm. and we like so keeping that in mind what kind of advice do you have for other folks so uh my advice i've actually been asked this question multiple times and it's been unchanged and the the primary advice is just start there's a lot of um you'll find a lot of procrastination overthinking um hesitation and stuff like that uh quality achi hogi ya nahi will it be up to par in terms of what i have in mind and stuff so to that i say just start if you have something in mind and if you want to talk about something just start right there's no other way to to learn Uh, uh the other thing about indian podcast there are actually quite a few now right when we started i think there were less than 70 50 indian podcasts historically and uh, now i'm comfortably i can say that numbers over 200 active podcasts at least so so that just goes to show that uh people out there are willing to learn and listen there are a lot of resources online there are a lot of people you can talk to um i find the delhi pod- and the podcasting community overall in india to be very approachable people want to help out and stuff like that so there's no there's no roadblock in terms of understanding what to do how to do it and stuff like that and there are enough people if not there will be enough people like us so w- what we try to do is uh if you don't want any help and you just want to use the studio come use the studio if you want to use if you want to if you want us to help you we'll help you if you want it to be a muncher show we'll do anything we 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 can do to help you start your own podcast essentially right right so there are enough people out there there are enough sounding boards out there and i would say just don't hesitate even if you feel like it won't be good it won't be bad that it won't be good firstly it's very tough to just start on a very high level as a step one you gradually build to that and uh, you don't get to that point unless you start so if you have anything in mind just just start your podcast makes sense makes perfect sense uh while i'm picking your brain for advice mm-hmm. what advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs or, or aspiring indian arts mm-hmm. as a as i say it mm-hmm. right like the entire brand of the show depends <laughs> on it, that word right but uh, why i'm asking you this and i just want to remind everyone is because you worked in four entrepreneurial organizations and right. mancho has been operating since 2017 right. and it's been going on a good pace so i just want to like pick your brain over there like what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs other pioneers who want to enter this industry aspiring pioneers who want to enter right. this industry right uh, that's obviously a much deeper answer than starting your own podcast but uh, i can only i can only give that answer based on my experience and uh, my experience comes from failings obviously so the first startup that i started the parking one uh, we shut it down because it didn't work out and uh, uh, the website one before that we shut it that eventually got shut down i i uh, i'd left much before that but Uh, the the issue there is to not um hubris comes into play a lot like you uh, i i see a lot of people quitting their job and that being the catalyst for them to start their own venture that should never be the case right uh, you should always have a very stable sort of uh, professional forecast or outlook in mind i made that mistake myself i quit before i had another job in hand i've done that multiple times right and i now now realize being 31 years old that that's the worst thing you can do because uh, again the hubris the excitement yaar chal shuru karte hain yaar kuch karte hain yaar and I'm then sorry 31 and single ladies <laughs> not single <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> just before my lady comes <laughs> yeah, right, not right, single right. um so so be careful um talk to a lot of people a lot of people don't do that they don't try to actively find uh, mentors or sounding boards i think that's a bad idea and it's not the toughest thing to do to find you know you can find a mentor who does completely the opposite thing that you want to do but it's just what you pick from their advice so 
talk to as many people as you can sort of understand what they're trying to say no one's no like a lot of people also take criticism and feedback negatively or harshly um they all think it's like an ego attack it's never an ego attack whatever you're being advised is coming from a place of experience so it's up to you to sort of absorb that advice pick what works for you discard what doesn't work for you but i feel like talking to a lot more people will help synthesize whatever idea you have in your mind and whatever efforts you want to make to get that idea to fruition so don't right. don't don't do that don't take that step uh in a hurry just right. don't rush through it your entire life's ahead of you so right. if you spend one more month trying to figure that out and then do it it could save years in the future right and when you mention the word experience you know the first thing that comes to my mind is that based on my interactions with other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. there's always been one thing in common like you face a lot of failures right yeah. there are a lot of missteps you take or yeah. a lot of decisions which do not go the way you want them to go but at the same time i mean i've seen people rebound from those decisions just consider them beta and not <laughs> not the <your> version 1 <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then move on right position it how you want but exactly. feelings are what actually teach you the most than success precisely right? precisely yeah so and so the more you fail the better actually so absolutely to to not get bogged down by a failure right. uh, is is the right first step to a secure future within the uh, startup ecosystem it's very rare it does happen where uh, a group of itians get together and whatever they create just like blows up but for us normal people non itians it's it's not the case always right, right. so uh, not rushing that first step but not also being afraid of failing right. is i think the right mindset right. to approach it with makes sense you know you mentioned the word iitian and it just makes me realize and because i was re- reading about this the other day mm-hmm. that uh, between the years 2015 to 2018 majority of the indian starters were just like just completely re- dependent on the words iit and iim blend yeah, that's pretty interesting that you mentioned that so i was of the same mindset especially during my first startup so parkify right. and i remember going for one of these uh, uh, fundraising meetings to right. a vc i don't want to name the vc or the right. person i spoke to right makes sense. and uh, the the first thing that i asked him because at that time i was at the height of my frustration ki yaar main bhi to engineer hu yaar main usko i i'm pretty sure i know more than that chemical engineer from iit right, right. but, <laughs> but uh, what his answer which made complete sense was he's like listen we're vcs and we're talking to 100 of you every week now if you all come with me if you all come to us with uh, a business plan a financial forecast a fund allocation and that's that's standard vc template if 100 of you are coming with me with that then i'm going to choose the one iit guy over you because mm-hmm. vcs tend to place uh, a proxy of success on Makes these sense. degrees and stuff because that's the only way they can differentiate right right so right. uh the other thing about what you said was uh, the idea is actually not the be all end all it's it's the, the team. team it's team. the people you're working with it's how level headed you seem in that 5 minute meeting with the vc that first meeting with the vc and uh, okay you're from iit that's another plus point added to your thing or oh, you have an iim advisor that's another plus point added to your thing and then if you uh, the the second meeting you have is an engineer from srm and uh, eco honors graduate from du somewhere right and find that ideas much more interesting but all the others are knocks in terms of comparing it to the iit team then obviously i'm giving the money i want to right, be safe right, so i'm going to give sense. it to the iit guys which makes sense but uh, 
like letting go of the word IIT, let's just focus on the word team, mm-hmm. right? So I've been lucky enough to meet e- almost each and every member of Mancha Media's family so far. Yeah. And, and I understand you have a great working environment and great dynamics and whatnot. But yeah. let's just let's just elaborate. How about you elaborate on that a little bit? So I've seen you guys like you guys are pr- practically chilling. <laughs> it seems like it. It seems like it. <laughs> right, right. So uh, especially I mean, regarding the team here. Let me let me just let me just expand on that sure. a bit further. Like when I say the word chilling, what I'm trying to say is that I see a very open culture, right? Yeah. There's like there's no there's no barrier between the leadership and the other members of the team. Yeah, there's yeah. No, like that kind of a culture really helps your startup, right? I feel there's so. so yeah. There's so much openness, right? I, f- so. I feel so. I think the whole. Uh, not to bash on the cubicle system and all, all of that, that has its own merits in a different setup. So right. if, if, if I was running TCS, then I would prefer to have a cubicle right. system. Of course it you makes would. sense. But with us, especially because we're creating content, it's, it's more creative than anything else. Collaboration right. is key. So uh, the team right now at Muncher is, is super small. It's, it's me and Vidur, we're the co-founders. We have uh, an audio video team in place. Uh, and we have a lot of collaborators that we work with who are not full-time. They come in whenever whenever it's, um, you know, they want to shoot a video or they want to sh- record their podcast or stuff like that. But the idea being that the core team needs to always be working together because I need to be talking to him, he needs to be talking to her, she needs to be talking to him. And with that, I always feel like an open system is the best way to do it. Right. Uh, because if there are barriers, then they, they end up being barriers in creativity as well and whenever right. that happens then content suffers when content suffers mancha suffers so right. it's makes sense. Ma- doesn't make sense that way so content is key for mancha right content is king for mancha <laughs> <laughs> content is james for mancha <laughs> <laughs> no 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 james <laughs> okay so what kind of expansion plans does mancha have for the year 2020 like what's your vision 2020 <laughs> uh vision is just more content man we just uh, want to make more podcasts we want to make a lot more uh, um, a lot more shows in regional languages in Hindi uh, a lot of our initial efforts were focused on English just because the natural interest area fell within that uh, but we have n- now a lot of collaborators a lot of people in the team who can help us kickstart the vernacular side of things so right. that's one thing from a podcasting point of view also work with anyone who's in the market to where we can help develop a show for them as well. Um, right. So that's that's the other thing with podcasts. And with video, honestly, uh, YouTube's a grind. There's, there's no escaping that grind of YouTube. So just doubling down on that grind, uh, we spent the better part of the past four or six months, I would say, trying to understand YouTube um, purposely within a silo here. I don't like using that term, but what we did was just did a lot of hit and try in terms of video formats, lengths, type of content, what's working organically, what's not. And now that we have a better sense of that to just double down and and increase output. Makes sense, makes sense. So you're talking about vernacular content, right? Mm -hmm. So there's been a wave of vernacular content push from all the biggest streaming services in India, Mm -hmm. right? We see Hotstar, we see Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime, we see Netflix, even Netflix is furring into that, right? So how relevant do you think that is in in terms of podcasting right i mean because once again once again going back to the same topic like for a video based format it makes sense that you have vernacular content but mm-hmm. at the same time someone who for example is not able to speak that language can at least look at the subtitles and just be able to see the content right mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of south indian regional films are actually becoming quite successful in North India and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to an audio format, mm-hmm. do you see that working? Do you see such kind of trends transforming over here as well? Yeah, 100%. I see them working much better than OTT platforms. And I'll tell you why. So 
just look at the cost it takes to make a show versus the cost a, a, a Netflix show and versus the cost to make a podcast. It's just so different vastly. And like we spoke earlier in the episode, the the dissemination of information is so different that obviously like two same shows don't translate equally well to a video show as well as a podcast. They right. have to have their own tweaks to sort of fit into that uh, medium. But because time and effort required to make a podcast is so much less than making an entire TV series, for example, it allows for a lot more volume. So, for example, if we're talking about uh, fantasy, right, a Bahubali or a fa- like that. So a Bahubali TV show or, or a fantasy TV show versus 10 fantasy podcasts in 10 different languages right, within right, India, right. it's 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 a no-brainer. So that's the thing with the states right now. If you have an interest area like business or entrepreneurship or sports, within basketball, for example, there are 20 great podcasts that I can listen to. Right. Right. And that's only because interest area, uh, cost of starting a podcast, having the right knowledge to sustain that podcast, and then finding your listeners is is so easy because there are so many listeners out there. So I definitely see it translating to podcasts in India, vernacular podcasts. And because of that, if if you're a guy who's from Andhra Pradesh, you don't speak Tamil, but there are 10 Tamil podcasts, eventually there'll be 10 Telugu podcasts within Makes that sense. vertical as well. So I, I definitely see that happening. Right. That, that sounds amazing and inspiring even, right? Yeah. Just, let's just make more content, yeah. right? Yeah. So thank you so much, Vikram, for joining us today. Most and welcome. thank you so much for all the effort you guys are putting towards boosting the Indian entrepreneurial ecosystem and the Indian podcast ecosystem as well. And uh, thank you so much for like just giving us your valuable insights because this is exactly the kind of content I wish to push out from the Indian Art Podcast. Thank you. Thank I'm you glad. Again. I'm glad. And congratulations again on the show, man. Onwards. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. The Indian Art Podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Music. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook to receive all updates on the upcoming episodes. We'll see you in the next one.